Another game, another win. John Hines has the Minnesota Wild at 4-0. and And folks, another game that looked much like we've seen over the last four games as the Wild handle their business and a little bit of a push late to beat the Calgary Flames by a score of 5-2. to Let's break it all down on a special After Dark edition of the Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Minnesota on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Fresh off of yet another Minnesota Wild win as the Wilds beat the Calgary Flames by a score of 5-2. to two. And we are now 4-0 and oh under new head coach John Hines. And folks, as we get the Lockdown Wild postcast started here this evening, a late one because, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're on the West Coast. Just more of the same. Reinforcements of what John Hines has now called the standard for this Minnesota Wild team. We saw an early lead. We saw the Wild pad that lead early on in the second period. Penalty kill continues to do their thing. The power play looking fantastic, even though they uh, came up empty in a couple of their opportunities. But I think the most encouraging thing that we saw here in this one is it doesn't really matter who this wild team plays right now on the road or at home. It doesn't matter if the team that they're playing has last change. The wild just continue to lay the foundation for how they're going to attack and how they're going to win games here this year. And it is just, it's so refreshing to see the differences that this team is bringing to the ice. Um, And it's a lot of the things that's, just were not working through the first 19 games of the season. The ability to quickly push the puck out of the defensive zone and into the offensive zone led tonight to long stretches in which the Calgary Flames just straight up did not have opportunities on net. Through the first 35 minutes of the game, the Calgary Flames had 10 shots. And yes, they made their push, but that's what you expect from the home team, especially if you get to the point where you are up on them so much that you frustrate the absolute bejesus out of them. And so the push by Calgary at the end was expected. And how did the Wild handle it? When the Flames got it to 4-2, the Wild pushed back and added another goal to make it 5-2, and that was all the scoring that we had. The Wilds essentially played keep away down the stretch. Uh, There just is a lot to continue to like about what we've seen for this team through the last four games. And tonight, it was what I have called the John Hines Daily Double because it seems like there's somebody new scoring at least two goals on a nightly basis, and it was Matt Boldy tonight and... That performance was sorely needed for a guy who just has been unable to find the back of the net. He gets the gorgeous feed from Kirill Kaprizov on the power play, and uh, he's able to tuck another goal as well um, to just hugely surge his confidence throughout the course of the night. But Kaprizov scoring in this one, Marcus Foligno, a guy who we have been just looking for something from 
over the uh, the past few games as opposed to simply you know being a physical guy out there on the ice. And so he's able to uh, get a goal in this one as well. And uh, you get Jewel Erickson continuing to just be a monster in this one. And I found it really interesting after the game. John Hines talked about it. It's really the players at this point. The players have bought into what he's trying to do. The players are the ones out there that are executing. And so for Hines, he hasn't really had to do a ton. Just change the focus for this team and changing it from being this kind of lumbering physical presence that just gets sucked into the defensive zone too much to now a team that simply looks to quickly flip from the defensive zone to the offensive zone has just created a night and day different product from what we saw early on in the season. And we've seen another goalie now be chased as Dan Vladar, who had an adventure in net for the Calgary Flames. Uh, He was chased early on in the second period. Uh, This wild team, we, we keep waiting for the other shoe to drop, and it just has not so far in the uh, the John Hines era. So a ton to like in this one, but I want to focus on something that I tweeted out uh, earlier in the night. We, I think, are not talking enough about how good of a season Matt Zuccarello is having. And I know there's frustration with what we have seen from Zuccarello at times because of how past tendant him and Kirill Kaprizov get when things aren't going well. But Zuccarello is averaging over a point per game. He now has a third double-digit point streak in his Minnesota Wild career. And you look at some of his peripheral numbers, and I'm actually going to do a full episode on this. You look at some of his peripheral numbers at age 36, and they are either reestablishing career highs or they are close to a career high. And let's not overlook what he has been able to do to help get Kirill Kaprizov going and to help continue the impressive start to the season that Marco Rossi has had. That top line has been playing some extremely good games especially since John Hines took over. And it seems like Matt Zuccarello is one of those veteran players that has stepped his game up the most since the coaching change happened. Zuccarello's battling for pucks along the boards. He uh, flew in from just in front of the wild bench when Marco Rossi got uh, hit from behind in front of the Flames net and looked like he wanted to just start ripping some heads off. He has become, I think, one of the stronger leaders on this team as the season has unfolded. And if you're looking at these extensions, I think you put him in the category of one of those that, yeah, maybe you were a little hesitant to give two years to a guy that's 36, but he just seems like he's continuing to get better. And so huge props to Matt Zuccarello for his play over these uh, last handful of games. Uh, we we had the strong momentum going into this game after talking about 
the Calder Trophy case, uh, case that was being made for both Brock Faber and Marco Rossi. And those guys respond with even more considerably good play uh, so far here this season. And, you know, we, we've looked at the minutes disparities so far under John Hines. And I, I think we're, we're seeing something that is just going to continue with this team as we go. Uh, you look at the lowest minute numbers for uh, wild players here in this one. Pat Maroon had 10 minutes and five seconds. Marcus Felino had 11.16, and Freddie Goudreau had 12. Then you go beyond that, Mark, uh, Ryan Hartman with 12.43, Brandon Duhame with 12.53, Connor Dewar with 13.37. And you go up to the top of the list, and the guys that you want to be getting the most minutes, Kirill Kaprizov led the forwards. This is the first time that Kaprizov has led the forwards in the last few games. He had 21-37, but he had a fantastic game. A goal, an assist, five shots. He was a plus one and uh, is continuing to look more and more like the guy we had expected um, to see as this season has uh, unfolded. And so you see Kaprizov get rewarded by uh, by having that extended amount of play. Zuccarello with 19 minutes. And then after that, it was Marco Rossi with 17.45. He was third on the team tonight, just ahead of Jewel Eriksson at 16.46. Folks, I, I bring this up because I think it's important to note that having a team, having a system that rewards good play, but doesn't just hand people minutes based on where they have been in the lineup is going to keep everybody hungry to continue to get that additional slice of the pie. And so there's always going to be some fire for this team. As long as this continues, there's always going to be some fire for guys on this team to try to up their minute totals uh, from the previous game. Now, a guy that uh, we continue to just want a little more from, Marcus Johansson, he had 13 minutes here tonight. And so uh, John Hines is finding ways to get the most minutes for the guys that are playing the best, even if they're not on the same line combinations. That is the kind of thing that we just were not seeing with Dean. We were seeing the... Uh, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And now we're seeing John Hines mix things up a little bit um, as the, the game goes on. Some other things to note before we get to your comments, because I see the uh, the comment section starting to to bubble. We'll, uh, we'll make sure to get to them here uh, as we move through the show. But Philip Gustafson, again, really solid game here tonight. Continues to build off of what he's done over his last few starts. The only goals that were scored by the Calgary Flames were off of deflections. Gustafson, everything that he was able to get a clean look at, he was able to make saves on. And his positioning has gotten way better since the uh, the change. And so I think he has stopped the guessing that kind of gets him in trouble and is just using his instincts and his ability to react quickly to uh, to make 
many more of the saves that this team just wasn't getting early in the season. And uh, just again, let's let's give some more stick taps for this Minnesota Wild penalty kill. Perfect again. Three for three. The Minnesota Wild have allowed one power play goal. And it was on just some weird ping pong bounce. One power play goal for Minnesota Wild opponents since John Hines took over. Can anybody remember a time at which we had any optimism about the Wild penalty kill before John Hines took over? I can't. I don't see anybody raising their hands. And so I there was no optimism at... Um, at any point during the start of the season. And so it just, everything has been better. The push has been phenomenal from this team. And again, another encouraging sign tonight is that we saw Calgary push back, but the Minnesota wild had an answer. Matt Boldy talked about it after the game. He said, uh, we had an answer for everything that they tried to throw at us. And that just has not been something that we've seen from this team so far this year. So, a lot, a lot, a lot of encouraging things to continue to see from this team as we push forward and as we now have uh, won four in a row. And these four games have been the most enjoyable of the season. Hooray. It, uh, it continues. It makes, makes things way easier for us to watch and then react to. Uh, because we're we're seeing consistency over these four games. All of these things that have changed, it, they're just consistently hitting this benchmark that John Hines has talked about. And it looks like something that, yes, there will probably be, there will be some ups and some downs, but it seems like this is something that they have worked to now be able to achieve on a consistent basis. And so... One of the uh, one of the comments that I saw in here is, uh, "Do the Wilds dare say have hope for uh, the rest of the season?" We'll talk about that as we continue tonight's Locked On Wild postcast. Minnesota Wilds come away with a five to two win over the Calgary Flames. We will continue to recap the game. We'll continue to take your comments as we continue tonight's Locked On Wild postcast. After this. Tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast is brought to you by Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn. That's Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's Lockdown Wild postcast is also brought to you by GameTime. If you enjoy living in the moment, 
you probably have encountered the same day ticket buying experience, which can be a little mixed. Sometimes the tickets are way too expensive. And worse yet, sometimes you go to, whether it be a sporting event, a concert, or even a comedy show, you go to the event after buying your tickets the day of, and you find that your view is obstructed. Nobody wants to deal with that, especially around the holidays when you're giving tickets out for gifts. So game day is here to help make the same day ticket buying experience as stress-free as possible. Game time offers last minute tickets, plus most importantly, views from every seat in the venue. Game time is here to take all of the stress and guesswork out of buying tickets. You can download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. The Minnesota Wilds pick up a fourth straight win as they beat the Calgary Flames by a score of 5-2, to two, and it is comment time. Let's roll through the comments and see what you have to say about tonight's impressive win for the Minnesota Wild. And let's start with some uh, love for the wall. Yes, I'm talking about Jesper Volstead because as we start off with uh, Jeremy mentioning that uh, Volstead picking up a uh, lovely win Against Rockford tonight, he was 30 out of 31 in save attempts. And we talked about uh, the role that he's been on. He had, uh, I think it was 40 out of 41 and then 43 out of 45 against Colorado over the weekend. And so he continues that role. He's now nine and four on the season goals against average of under two. He knocks on the door, continues to knock. If you want to go the Walter White route, he is the one who knocks and uh, just continues to make his case to be a huge part of what this team is doing um, as we uh, we'll, we'll get him here next year. He'll be a part of the equation next year, but with the goalies back on track up at the NHL level, no need to rush him as tantalizing as it may be. But huge night for Jesper as he continues to just put up some incredible numbers. So far this year. And speaking of incredible numbers, Jay Sullivan, the boys have looked so good the last four games. John Hines is probably never going to lose again. Of course, I say that in jest because barring some just immaculate level course correction for Minnesota sports to where the wild do end up not losing a game the rest of the season, there are going to be some losses that in that happen during this this Heinz tenure. But I think the thing that's been most important to keep in mind is that Heinz has come in and he has established the new standard, which is the effort level off the charts and the wild pushing the tempo, keeping the pace up and just trying to continually push the puck into the offensive zone limits the amount of times you get stuck in the defensive zone. The first time it happened was in the third period. And so by that time, the Wild had a three-goal lead, and it's hard for your opponent to be able to mount any sort of a comeback unless you're Columbus and you just hand out goals like they're candy in the third period. So if the Wilds continue the effort level, if they continue to push and push the puck into the offensive zone, it generates more chances, takes stress off the defense, takes stress off the goalies, and it leads to your opponent making mistakes 
which now this wild power play has shown that they're able to capitalize on. So it's all these little things that come together and just lead to better opportunities to win. And that is the John Hines experience so far for this Minnesota Wild team. Will, my gosh, Faber is impressive. Am I becoming the president of the Faber fan group? I have not seen anyone lay claim to that uh, that position as of yet. And so uh, if you want it, you can take it. You can have the uh, the Faber fan group. Um, I see no reason that we can't have everybody create whichever group they like. Obviously, we Locked on Wild has laid claim to the Brandon Duhame fan club. Whatever you want to do, we, uh, we are fully here for it. Uh, Jeremy piggybacking off of the Faber love. I had a feeling, had that feeling Faber was him after the playoff series in Dallas and then came out to score the first goal of the year. It's a pretty good indicator that a guy is going to uh, to have a solid season. Um, and he just has he has run with it ever since uh, getting that first goal of the year. Jay Sullivan. Zook is having one of the best age 36 seasons of all time so far. The Minnesota broadcast showed a stat line and every other player on this kind of pace at 36 is a Hall of Famer. Now, that's interesting. I hadn't uh, I hadn't pondered the HOF case for Zuccarello. Um, obviously, within the Minnesota Wild ranks, he continues to just climb the charts in terms of points. Uh, he's leading Norwegian born players in like everything. And so uh, a couple more seasons like this and. It will be uh, it'll be interesting to see what sort of love he gets um, as uh, as things go. And piggybacking off of that, he's getting feisty, too. I just I loved seeing him just go right up to the defense of Marco Rossi after Rossi got uh, shoved from behind. He comes flying in uh, to just restore order like the parent who sees their kid fighting on the playground. And just goes in and is like, okay, I don't care who started it, but I'm going to make sure that this doesn't uh, escalate any further. Um, I just, I've been a huge fan of, uh, of what we've seen from, uh, from Zuccarello, especially lately. But again, he's been solid all season. He's just continuing to kind of further that as, uh, as the season rolls along. Jake, the Minnesota sports fan. So is it safe to say we have hope? I haven't seen this team look this good in a minute. It's finally clicking. And I know there has been a lot of people waiting for the other shoe to drop. We're four games into the Heinz tenure. As I've said, there are going to be this team isn't going to go 60 and 0 or whatever it is now um, down the stretch. But the thing that is going to make it so that you don't get blown out or that you're able to get back into games is continually doing the things that they have done, which is the effort. The effort was sorely lacking the uh, first 19 games of the season, and the confidence now is back to where um, this team is just playing with belief that they're going to be able to get it done, they're going to be able to get that early lead, and they're going to be able to hold it. So the belief, the confidence, if they can continue those and uh, just continue to do the little things, this this is a team that uh, that certainly can get back into the the postseason picture uh, with what they've done because you you look at this stretch of games that they've played 
They beat the St. Louis Blues, who were above 500 at the time. They beat a Nashville Predators team that had won six games in a row. They beat Chicago, who having an up-and-down season, but they had Connor Bedard. And you beat a Calgary Flames team that was 6-3-1 and one coming into the game here tonight. And not only beat them, but convincingly beat them. And so the fact that the Wild have gone from a team that couldn't beat anybody to a team that is currently emphatically winning is, uh, is a good thing uh, to see for sure. Mateo, that third pairing can be fired into the sun. Um, let me let me read you the defensive pairing minutes here uh, in tonight's game because uh, I actually laughed when I saw how this played out. So, Jonas Brodeen, 23 minutes, 31 seconds. Brock Faber, 24, uh, 25 minutes, 42 seconds. Uh, Jake Middleton, 20 minutes, 18 seconds. Jared Spurgeon, 24 minutes, 14 seconds. John Merrill played 12 minutes, 42 seconds. Alex Goligoski played nine minutes, 55 seconds in this game. And so Hines, I think, is quick shifting those guys. It seemed to me that we saw the first pairing, we saw the top pairing get time with everybody. I, I kept looking up and seeing Faber and Brodeen playing with the first line. They were playing with the second line, the third line, the fourth line. And so I think what we're seeing is quick shifts for that third pairing. And if John Hines senses any even remote sense of trouble, quick yank, quick pull back to the bench to uh, to restore order to those uh, first two pairings. And so that's another tactical move by John Hines is uh, let's let's get this third pairing on maybe to start, but they're uh, they're not staying on the ice for uh, for very long. In particular, um, get them off the ice, get somebody else on there, get some other set of legs on the uh, on the ice. Bold prediction from Will calling it now. Faber gets the A or the C after Spurge is gone. Honestly. I, I continue to trend closer and closer to this myself because it just seems like everything Brock Faber says is very thought out, very, very well beyond his years. And so I think the fact that he is as outspoken as he is now as a very young player at the NHL level, I think gives him the edge. As to the uh, the captaincy when Jared Spurgeon retires or gives it up, Eric Sinek, I think, is going to factor into the leadership group, but he is much more of a, and it's not that he doesn't, but he's much more of a kind of leader by action as opposed to leader by voice. Faber just screams leader by what I say, who I say it to, how I say it. And so it's not going to surprise me in the slightest if Brock Faber ends up being a future captain for this Minnesota Wild team because Garen, John Hines, anybody in a leadership position for this team cannot love what Faber has done enough. Um, and honestly, it's it's a fun story to see a guy 
the the picture of him banging the glass when Carrillo scored a goal while he was still with the Gophers is going to be an all-time picture. It should be in a museum. It should be framed at the XL Energy Center because I think you see the makings of a guy who is going to play a long time in the NHL and hopefully he's going to play a long time here in Minnesota because uh, it just th- that could not be any f- more fun of a story. And Jeremy alludes to that. Players I want to keep seeing in Minnesota, uh, Mermis, Rossi, Letary, get some starts for Patan as well. Uh, this this is going to be interesting to see how this team handles further adversity with injuries and such, because I think one of the things that I was most intrigued to see was how Ryan Hartman was handled when he come came back after the suspension, because Dean did it last year. Hartman was injured. Hartman was healthy, scratched. He just went right back up to the top line. And John Hines this year said, no, no, no. You're going to go on the fourth line because opportunities are earned, not given. And he's played two straight uh, two straight games on the fourth line. And honestly, it doesn't show any signs of changing because everybody is playing so well. So... I'm I'm fascinated to see how this team's going to handle injuries because um it doesn't seem like Hines does not seem to have any favorites at this point to where it's like we really got to make sure that we get him back in uh into the top 6 or onto the top line. Honestly, if you want to look at favorites, Kaprizov, Zuccarello, Rossi, Eriksson Ek, and probably Duhame and Dewar. Those are the guys that seem to be consistently getting the most minutes. And how can you argue with what Kaprizov and Rossi and Zuccarello have done in that top line? How can you argue with with splitting them up? You just can't at this point. So I, I feel like we have a lot more coaching to see from John Hines, but he hasn't had to do a ton so far because everything is just uh, everything's just working. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see how things play out. I do want to highlight a very kind comment from Jay Sullivan. Uh, give this video a like. Give this postcast a like. Appreciate everybody uh, giving the love here because I do this for I do this for all of you. I do this for the fans to keep all of you informed, to keep you entertained. Are you not entertained? Um, gladiator reference. I do all this for you guys. It's just about midnight. Uh, we're still out here having a great time, just going through, taking as much time as needed to get through everybody's comments. This is why we do it, because Wild fans are the best. You deserve an opportunity to be fully invested in this team like I am. And so this is this is why we do it. And so a uh, way that you can reciprocate is by liking videos, by subscribing. Give us five-star reviews on Apple or Spotify. Anywhere you want to uh, to throw a rating. Uh, especially YouTube that helps get us out there further to allow for further Minnesota wild fans to be exposed to the show and uh, for them to enjoy uh, as much as, uh, as you all have. And let's be honest, as much as I have putting this all together, Bob joins us tonight. I'm glad stump Merrill didn't cost us tonight's uh, IE cough up or the statue pylon play where they put him in. 
yeah, this this is something that bears watching is um, how Hines will limit minutes, especially in heavy exposures. And I think we had a ton of quick shifts for uh, for Merrill and for Goligoski as well, just to keep them from from leading to disastrous goals um, and just continuing to uh, to lean on that top four. And honestly, if you are playing more of your time in the offensive zone, you're taking stress off those defensemen. So you can play them a heavier workload of minutes because they're not having to defend as much. They're able to actually step up and help out offensively. So you can ride on those guys a little bit if you keep putting the pressure on in the offensive zone, and then you don't have to play the third pairing hardly at all. Um, it's it's another piece of the puzzle for John Hines. Amazing how two coaching changes have turned around the seasons for all three Minnesota Wild organizational teams. Um, it, it It is funny how it seems to send a ripple effect through the entire organization and um Volstead continues to uh to pace that Iowa team the wilds looking like juggernauts now through these four games it, it is something that's fun because you know it, it's a tricky situation it's a tough situation to see a coach get let go but uh it seems like everybody has um everybody has benefited from it uh, to lead to uh, just an incredibly fun last Tuesday on uh, for this Minnesota Wild team since last week. Mateo adding, the Wild are also finally taking the extra second to scan their options rather than pitching a blind muffin to the other team or fumble tucking it. Yeah, and I think this I think this stems from the desire to quickly move up ice is John Hines has talked about this um, as as the season has unfolded, as his tenure has unfolded, is he wants players to get in positions to where it's easier for whoever has the puck to anticipate where they're going to be or even to find them in those spots to be able to more quickly uh, push them ahead and get into the offensive zone. Stop getting stuck in the defensive zone. Grab the puck. Wild sticks tonight, by the way, just seemed like they were everywhere uh, creating turnovers off of just, well, frankly, careless play by the Calgary Flames. And every time they did, the Wild were looking to push up ice to get back into the offensive zone. And so if they can continue to do that um, and just continue to have options up the ice, as opposed to just just chucking it, just chucking it into the middle of the zone or chucking it out of the zone to the neutral zone where it's picked up by the opponent immediately and they can just push right back into the zone. They're playing with a plan and are not playing careless with the stu- with the uh, the puck. We hear in football, the football is the program. Don't fumble it. Well, same thing applies to the hockey puck. Don't uh, don't carelessly turn it away. Um because then you're going to have to go right back to work on defense. Nobody wants to play defense. Everybody wants to play offense. Goals sell seats. Goals sell seats. Goals win games. So go play offense, and then you don't have to worry about playing defense. 
the amount of wild stick breaks was absurd. It was like four sticks in a row at one point, wasn't it? Where it was either getting hit by a puck or a shot that uh, just, I, I don't know. They they were speculating in the broadcast as to what sort of wood was being used. I, I would say to not use that kind anymore. And I'm not a huge uh, purveyor of, of stick woods. Um, so I'm not sure if it's like bats in baseball. Like, I, honestly, I don't know. But it did seem like an abnormally high amount of uh, of broken sticks here tonight, and that as an equipment manager, that's got to drive you nuts, because then you have a guy out there with no stick. You're trying to you're trying to coordinate a time that they can kind of slide over to the bench to grab a new one. It happened a lot in uh, in this one tonight. But thankfully, it didn't cost the Wild at any point because it seemed like early on in the season that would have a hundred percent been something that caused the Wild to uh, to lose a game or uh, give up a hideous goal. Uh, would be just a broken stick that ends up, you know, leading to a deflected puck. Who who knows? But thankfully, we haven't had to worry about that for a few games. First line chemistry, Chef's kiss, just absolutely. Uh, absolutely unreal uh, for this team over these last few games. And it, it doesn't show any signs of slowing down because now Kirill Kaprizov is starting to starting to really push that grouping. And when he gets to full I'm him mode, look out, look out, look out everybody, because uh, that's, that's when you, uh, that's when you are going to see, some uh, some fun things from this team. Jay Sullivan, Gus is driving that bus again. Only goals against were tippies. That's okay. Yeah, that's the thing is he he was able to make saves on the ones that he cleanly saw, and uh, it, it just he just continues that that's four I think four starts in a row in which he has looked really really good and uh, just looks like the guy from last year. And I he talked about it after he finally helped snap the losing streak in that uh, ice cream didn't taste good anymore. Folks, if you get to that point, that's miserable. And so uh, glad that Gus is able to enjoy ice cream, which is one of uh, the true delights of uh, American cuisine. Um, glad he's back to that point because I can't imagine what that would feel like. And Quite frankly, I don't want to. So glad they're back. Mateo, Goudreau and Johansson can go bye-bye in the offseason. I'm uh, I'm starting to wonder if we are going to see somebody who maybe, and it may not be, um, it may not be Felino Hartman or Zuccarello, but honestly, Goudreau seemed like a Dean guy. And so there may not necessarily be that same allegiance here uh, with Dean gone. And Goudreau has, he has started to improve um, a, a little bit, but uh, I, I, I don't know. It, it's not as though it's impossible to move players with no movement clauses and uh, no trade lists. 
you just got to go to him first. And it may be at some point during the offseason where they say, look, your guy's not here anymore. We want to get you somewhere where you can, uh, you know, get a new opportunity, maybe play more of a role. Like I said, there's no allegiances for John Hines so far. And so players may say, well, I was getting 19 minutes a night under Dean. Now I'm getting like 12. I don't know if I necessarily sign up for that. If if that would end up leading to some cap space being freed up in the offseason, I'm not going to be upset. And so we'll uh, we'll see who falls into that category. But um, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to uh, to say how uh, to see how that if I could talk to see how that plays out. Mike joining us. What's up, Mike? OK, I must admit tonight was dominant again. If we roll the Canucks like this back on the wagon, baby, let's go. Uh, we, by the way, are going to have what should be an outrageously fun crossover with the locked on Canucks guys before Thursday's game. And um, they sent me the questions list, the topics that we'll be talking about when we record it tomorrow. And it's a doozy. So make sure that you tune in on Thursday when we uh, go crossover with the uh, the locked on Canucks. And if that drops, not entirely sure when they're planning to drop it. So it may drop tomorrow, but um, we'll we'll make sure to let you know when it does, because that's going to be can't miss. Um with those guys they're absolutely uh absolutely just um just an a riot so that should be uh, a lot of fun um as we uh, gear up for thursday's game just looking at a few more as we start to wrap up we're hitting the 42 minute mark for tonight's locked on wild postcast which is a uh that's that's an all-time high but hey it's fun we're having fun why would we go anywhere so uh, we'll just continue to uh, to cycle through till I get to the uh, the end of the comments, and uh, we'll see. Taking the NHL team for granted or not seriously enough, and disaster will come to your doorstep. The Wild have now now have to be taken very seriously. The notice is pretty much official. Yeah, ask the Calgary Flames how that went uh, tonight. Taking the uh, the Minnesota Wild little on the light, they just looked disinterested at points many points throughout the game and the Minnesota wild just pounced on them. They, they didn't really mount any sort of a push until the third period. And by that point they were down four to one. And so good luck trying to mount a three goal comeback. There have been a few teams that have been able to do it, but it's not, it's not a common occurrence. And so uh, the wild, again, they sensed the push and they said, okay, Good for you. We'll uh, we'll just get an, a goal from Erickson Eck, and uh, we'll just silence that. So, good night. And uh, now it's on to uh, to Vancouver. So, yeah, you you can't take this wild team lightly, like you could the first nineteen games of the season. And that is in no small part to the fact that uh, the Wild have the new bench boss. And let's let's talk about this just a, a little bit as. Uh, as we continue to scroll through the wild have expended s- expound expended spent spent. Let's just do spent the wild have spent so much momentum this season, trying to come back from multi-goal deficits 
to where if you are able to rally from a two goal deficit to tie the score, you're out of gas. You don't have anything left to try to get the go ahead goal. And then the team that you're playing takes advantage of that and they're able to score and then you end up losing. Now the Wilds have been able to seize early momentum so that when these teams that they're playing are trying to mount some sort of a comeback, the Wild have energy in the tank to be able to just say, we'll just score again and uh, and we'll just snuff all of the hope out of the uh, entire system as, uh, as we go. And so uh, it's... It's just way easier to get an early lead and then use your momentum to push back as opposed to trying to expend so much to rally and then have to do it again. So the early leads, pivotal, a pivotal part of what this team's trying to do. Jay Sullivan, how about Rossi looking better every game he plays? He Honestly, he does. He does. It just continues to look more and more impressive um, as as he goes. He's getting to the net. He's playing a huge role um, in front of the net. He's pushing play. He is mixing it up with people. He's he, Jewel Erickson X rubbing off on him. And if he, even though he's not the, the tallest of players, the biggest of players, he doesn't mind getting uh getting his hands dirty and if he continues that he's he's gonna he could end up being a jewel erickson type player and i i mean i don't have to to tell you the uh the implications of how that would play out for this minnesota wild team to get two of those guys now yes he's not the tallest but again he doesn't care he's gonna throw his weight around and is going to make life miserable for his opponents. So the uh, the fact that um, the fact that he is doing it is just fantastic. Uh, Jeremy, some nice shout outs here. Locked on Wild fourth on my Spotify Wrapped. Love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, love to see you taking advantage of the daily content that we uh, that we give to you. Also want this kind of podcast for the Iowa wild and the Iowa heartlanders. And this is something I'm trying to add more to the arsenal to be able to do more content uh, covering the, not only the Iowa wilds, not only the, uh, the Iowa heartlanders, but also the, um, the new team that is coming for the uh, PWHL. We're trying to do more with that too. And so I'm going to continue to incorporate all of these things, just trying to come up with a workable plan so that I don't end up just turning into a husk from trying to do all of this at once. But we're, uh, we are laser focused on the Minnesota wild right now. And we'll, uh, we'll continue to keep tabs at the least. We'll continue to keep tabs on, on Iowa, on the heartlanders, on the PWHL as well. Um, to uh, to try to get we, we want to try to encompass you know you talk about in college athletics recruiting and winning and being able to recruit within your home state that's the ultimate goal of this show is just to if something happens in the states to be able to just report on it effectively 
and um, and let you know what's going on, no matter who that will be. Because guess what? The college hockey and the high school hockey here in Minnesota are fantastic as well. I want to do stuff on that too. So we're uh, we're pushing some big things as uh, as we continue here um, as this team just continues to uh, to do some really good things. So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on the Minnesota Wilds. And uh, most importantly, don't burn yourself out. I, you, None of you are going to believe this. I'm going to make a startling admission here as we uh, wrap up tonight's postcast. I do all of this with no caffeine. Let that sink in for a second. No coffee, no energy drinks, water. Yes, flavored water, but uh, still, no caffeine. It's all just sheer will of uh, of determination to uh, to make it happen. So that uh, I don't know. That maybe makes me look like more insane, but uh, yeah, will will is definitely on the right track. You're insane. <laughs> Uh, somebody, uh, somebody's going to, somebody's going to meme this, um, at some point. Yeah. Lunatic behavior, but Hey, that's why we do this. Cause this is fun. This is my energy. This is, this is what I enjoy to do. And so, uh, we'll, we'll just continue to fire it up folks. Denny is here. Denny hopping in to enjoy yet another Minnesota wild win. And uh, we have been having a lot of fun here breaking this one down. 5-2 win. More of the same. More of the same that we've seen from this Minnesota Wild team over the uh, the last four games. And now we get a chance to see if it uh, continues against Vancouver come Thursday. Um, my prediction, honestly, I have no reason to suggest that it won't. Vancouver is a, a very tricky team. They're playing some great hockey, but hey, guess what they had happen a couple of seasons ago? They fired their coach. They brought in a new one. They played much better um, down the stretch with Rick Tockett than they did with Bruce Boudreaux. Now, it didn't lead to a playoff spot for them because they were too far out of it at the point that they made the change, but Tockett has taken that momentum into um, this season. And has furthered it. And it's a Vancouver team that is built in similar ways, has similar top-level players that just were not getting it done. Goaltending wasn't getting it done. And so uh, that Vancouver game is going to uh, it's going to be an interesting one to, uh, to keep an eye on. Denny mentioning that uh, Felino and Mojo were engaged tonight. They certainly were. And Johansson, I think... He's going to want that one back early on in the game where he had the open net, had the opportunity to just push to the net to try to get one past uh, Dan Vladar, Mount Vladar, as I call him, because of how just freakishly big he is. I think he's going to want that one back. But honestly, he was uh, he was helping push the play for Boldy and for Erickson Eck as well. So I take that as an optimistic sign that he is uh, is hopefully trending in the right direction. And Felino, that that goal that he scored, um, was 
just disgusting in a good way. Uh, just made that poor rookie Flames defenseman absolutely pretzel and uh, was able to uh, to get that goal in. Uh, that was great. And so Felino doing that um, and being able to get a goal, he fought. He uh, he nearly had the Gordie Howe. It was it was a good game for Felino. Uh, yes, Denny, uh, Alex, and I discussed the uh, the potential of getting dual Michelettis. The only problem, but we'll work through it, is just the the lateness at which these recordings typically happen. But like I said, we will make it happen. Um, it has already been it has already been broached. And, um, so that's, that's gonna, that's gonna happen. Although we've, we've got, uh, a reoccurring guest who is going to be joining the show again next week. And so I don't want to spoil who that is, but you just think of the, uh, think of the people that have joined this show that haven't been on frequently, but, uh, is going to be on for another appearance come next week. I'll tease it more um when we get closer to it but for right now that's that's about as big of a tease as i'm going to give uh, i will give an opportunity for people to get mailbag questions in um no jeremy this is uh this is not necessarily a uh, a person guest it's a player so that should uh that should hopefully give you an indication as to who it's going to be a reoccurring player guest. Um, so there's your hint. Uh, okay. It's, it's Duhame. He's coming back on next week. So we'll, uh, we'll get an opportunity for mailbag questions, um, as we get closer. But, uh, Denny, before I wrap things up, let's, let's hear this new idea as to, uh, to bouncing off the, uh, the dual Michelettis for, Ooh, okay. He just, just threw it in here. Bar Down Beauties, Lockdown Wild, and Fanline all together at the same time at Tom Reed's. I I think we uh, I think we have a winner here. I think we have an elite level winner idea for uh, for a future um, future collaborative event for Minnesota Wild fans. We'll. Uh, We'll talk to the people we need to talk to to make it happen. But um, that's that's a genius idea that uh, that we'll get to. We'll make it happen sometime. Just got to pull some strings to uh, to make it work. So a couple of reveals as we uh, near an hour on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. We'll be getting Brandon Duhame back on the air next week. We're going to get an opportunity for people to uh, to meet up. Um I will uh I'll keep it I'll keep you updated on that um as we get closer but for tonight I'm going to wrap it up because I got to get up early I've got another episode to do for tomorrow cuz I'm just a lunatic and so uh I'm going to get that episode recorded talking more about Matt Zuccarello but uh for tonight just another fun time hanging out breaking down another Minnesota Wild win Fourth in a row for the Minnesota Wilds. Four in a row for Hino. Um, 
K-Fan, if you're listening, you can have that one. Four in a row for high no. Four in a row, four high no. Four in a row, four high no. Uh, again, a lot of fun. So thanks for joining. Thank you to everybody for uh, for hopping into the comments. New season-long Lockdown Wild postcast. And great comments from Will, from Denny, from Mike, from Jay Sullivan, from Jeremy, uh, from just everybody that hopped into the uh, the comment section here tonight. I know it was a late one, but like I said, we're not going anywhere. So uh, we'll continue to have you covered here uh, as we move through the rest of the season. Join us after Thursday's game for another Lockdown Wild postcast. But don't worry, we've got full coverage for you coming up throughout the week as well. So make sure if you haven't, Hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends. Let's get those subscriber counts uh, continuing to climb. Make sure that you uh, drop us a like, drop us a follow, drop us a five-star rating if you haven't already to uh, let us know just how much you enjoy what Lockdown Wild has to offer. And we'll keep offering it with episodes, with uh, postcasts, with pre-games, Whatever you want, you can uh, can get it all here at uh, Lockdown Wild. So until our next party, until our next episode, thank you for tuning in and thank you for being part of Locked on Wild Nation. You can find all of our content and more as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.